I'm Zed. And I'm Grace. And this is 405? Yes. Cool. I don't remember the name. Sean gets the yips. I remember seeing that this morning when I clicked on it. I'm thinking, what a terrible title. Okay, anyway, we're moving forward. Stats, statistics, whatever. Okay, so this episode aired September 11th, 2009. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um... And it was written by Kel Cahoon and Bill Callahan. Wait. Oh, no. Read the room. It what? Is... Okay, no. On September 11th, eight years after the fact, yes. they aired an episode where a veteran goes after cops. Oh, my God. Hey, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. No, we're two lines in, and I'm going to need us to stop right now. What? I just realized that. I, I just put that together. How much flag did they get? And how are they heroes about it? What? I, oh my god. God, you can tell they're Canadian, huh? No, they're not Canadian. They but, film in Canada. They count. I had, okay, I have seen this episode so many <laughs> times. Heck? But I had never really put together that he was like... Well, they were like, he's a Marine or a former Marine. They said that yeah. very clearly. I was not terribly awake and I, even I caught that. I know, but like, I was thinking like, oh, that's the episode where the kid's dad kills the what well, yeah, yeah the former marine the yeah. kid's dad yeah okay what i just Oof. i never thought about that oh Amazing. my god okay anyway keep going okay so it was written by kel cahoon and bill callahan and it was directed by tanya mckiernan yeah sure. that's how that's pronounced sure. McKiernan. yeah you would never survive in public school. Every time you read a name, it's like you've never read a name before. It's very funny. <laughs> I went to public school. I know. And yet, that's why I got bullied. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a perfect clip for you to put on the TikTok. <laughs> okay. So uh, we had, well, I would say we really only had like one guest star because nobody else was really like. I mean, you had the dead body of a drug lord. Yeah, but um, that was Igor Inglesman. So how more Russian than his name? Inglesman is not a very Russian sounding name. Okay, yeah. Um, we had Stephen Lang as Mr. Salamachia, the guy who went berserk out of grief. Craig March. I wouldn't say he went berserk. I think he was actually fairly well controlled that whole time out of grief. Okay. He went homicidal out of grief, he but did. he wasn't berserk in his homicidal tendencies. I guess I don't know. I mean, if we're if we're gonna quibble, and I am going to quibble. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know who that person. Who's Tim Beauchamp? Is that Beauchamp? Beauchamp? Is that the? Uh... That is the uh, state, not state. The police psychologist that Vic had in shot for like two seconds. Are you sure that's not the sports psychologist? Nope, because the sports psychologist had a long, skinny face, and the guy who she had in the room had a round face and white hair. No, I think I, I think that is a sports psychologist. Nope. Tim, but nope, I can pull up the sports psychologist and I can show you how even with aging, that is not the same man. Okay, so who's Dr. Manning? Dr. Manning is the sports psychologist. That's Dink O'Neill. Dink O'Neill! And he has no face. N- not on his IMDb. How many things has he been in? Uh, Metal Gear, Red. Oh, he's a voice actor. Yeah. Okay, he's mostly a voice actor. He was in Two Broke Girls. I'm surprised I've never seen that. Uh, I've seen a couple episodes. It is very formulaic. Yeah, I just, um, I used to have the hugest crush on Kat Denning. Who didn't? Exactly. She's hot. I know. Um, And funny. 
Yeah, that's basically, I mean, there's not really anybody of note in this episode. Rude. For, like, guest stars, like, you don't... Buzz McNabb is a star in this episode. Oh my god, I love him so much. She counts. I don't even count him as a guest star. He's just, he's always in it's the show. True. He's, he's just, a fixture. He's just, he's always in the show. He's just somewhere off camera. It's true, even in the episodes he's not in, he's yes. there. He's, he's always there. The show's Guardian Angel. I love him so oh much. Oh my, okay. My poor Buzz lost an eyebrow. You know. He got blown up. Quite frankly. They put a bomb. He, they guy put a thing. bomb in his mailbox. Here's the thing. If you have a character whose name is a verb, if you don't do that verb to them at least once during the type of your show, <laughs> it doesn't count. So they buzzed his eyebrow off. And thus, he is Buzz. They did not. I am fine with this. The uh, special effects makeup. Wasn't that good for that eyebrow? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It was definitely just like drag eyebrow glued down type thing. I've seen drag artists do a better job. So, okay. Here, here's my thing. Here's my, my proposal for how this episode could have been better. Okay. As always. Mm-hmm. Um, so, when you... So, what they did was a mailbox letter bomb. Yes. For him. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, Super why is there a mailbox next to the pool? Outside. Whoa. If you are getting your mail and you trip, it goes in pool. This is me speaking as a former apartment tenant. That does not make a terrible amount of sense. And if your apartment complex does that, you should talk to your landlord about perhaps yeah, putting your mailbox somewhere else. That doesn't make else. any sense because every apartment complex that I've been into, the pool is off limits to the public. Like, Yeah, and the, just... the mail people can't get there. Well, okay, so no, the apartment complex I used to live in, mm-hmm. the mail was delivered to the front office and yeah. then the employees sorted it into our mailboxes. Mm-hmm. But our mailboxes were inside that building because the employees didn't want to go outside to sort our mail. Yeah, but... So, like, yeah, I don't know. It was weird. I didn't like that setup. But anyway, so the thing about non-targeted bombs like that, and please do not quote me on this in some sort of Homeland Security thing. (laughs) The thing about those bombs in media, specifically, is that you cannot target a specific person with them. No. Because the idea is that the key sets it off. Canonically, Buzz is married. Mm-hmm. Better way this episode could have gone. Buzz's wife gets hurt. And then you get Rage Buzz. I want to see Buzz rage. I want to see Rage you Buzz. So Thank you. That you would have so been mad. a weird turn for this episode to make halfway through. But honestly, I would have been so into it. Like, just like halfway through, instead of it being like a Lassiter's former case episode, which seems to be a theme. Um, what yes. it's going to become is Buzz gets vengeance for this crap that was originally targeted at Lassiter. And he became incidental in it. Yeah, the bomb is weird. You're right about that. Because just from, like, listening to, like, true crime podcasts and all, like, the, all that stuff. The incidental knowledge we all have about bombs because this is the world we live in. Yeah, like, there's no possible way any sort of, like, move. Can you, like, turn the lock? The turning mechanism would become the bomb thingy. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. So... My my issue so it would, with that. It would, it would have to be on his lock specifically. Yes, and then it is. when did you put the bomb in? Did you put it in yeah. before? How did or you get into the... his mailbox? And also, how did they not find him on apartment security cameras? Because I don't know a single apartment that didn't have a camera on the mailbox. Exactly. Because that's like the biggest place for people to steal your checks. Also, 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 also. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's like morning time when they go when they go over there. So like seven or eight AM and it's like right outside it flashes over to gus's apartment and it's like pitch black and mm-hmm. he's like being woken up he's he just blackout like, curtains obviously i know but just like he would be awake by then he would not be in his unless it's day off like, if it was gus's day off 
I guess, but it's just either that or they haven't told us he's lost his pharmaceutical job. Which honestly, with the amount of time he spends doing psych stuff, yeah. Um, Yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, Gus should have been awake, unless that Mm -hmm. was like, I don't know. I I feel like there's some weird timey wimey stuff happening with like Gus has a job, Gus doesn't have a job. It could have been. It could have been. It could have been the weekend. Yeah, it might be Saturday. Okay, yeah. Okay. Or Sunday. Okay, that's fine. Like, I'm fine with that as a an explanation. So, okay. Yeah. But, so my, my issue with that, again, is, yeah, how do you not see someone plant a bomb and rig it to the lock specifically? Because, yes, you could probably plant a bomb. But it would take time to rig it to the lock, right? And also, if you're a cop, wouldn't you have some sort of, like, you wouldn't you be hyper aware of, like, security where you live? Because wouldn't you be... Yeah, so he would wouldn't probably you have think somewhere... That you're like a, like a target even if you're like a desk you would think so well because I mean, don't they you teach them that in the academy or something yeah but like, like you know be paranoid yeah like that's off. that's a <laughs> yeah that's a thing so like i don't understand why they wouldn't have more security where buzz lives <laughs> and i don't understand how no one could have possibly seen someone rig a bomb to his lock i also don't understand why that guy went after buzz because buzz buzz was on the police report and probably at the trial i'm guessing it was whoever spoke at the trial okay so before i get into any sort of like trivia or like goofs yeah we're we're mixing it up today we are so much wrong i have so many feelings i have so many things to talk about on this episode gun violence sets both of us off but any hoozles oh i mean it's not about the gun violence that i have issues with with this episode but but, uh so if you look at the gravestone for that guy's kid Mm -hmm. it says that he died in 2005 okay so they would have gone on trial. Oh, psych shouldn't have been involved at all. Even if the trial was like a year later, which it wouldn't have been because they're gonna like prioritize some sort of like Yeah, it's like it was a yeah. big name trial with like a So like psych wasn't even a thing when that kid died. So how did Sean get paid for it? How did Sean get his name in that file? I don't know. So uh big plot hole. Yeah, there there's also a bunch of times when there's background stuff or like they go back and like post to like mm-hmm. put like put stuff in well do you like... think that was like an extant actual gravestone that they used or do you think props had to make that they... if it was like a, a real gravestone that they were like yeah we'll use this one like first of all insensitive second of all I wow i don't think anybody but otherwise props just didn't check dates i guess which is weird i think well i i think all they had to do is make sure that he was like a certain age yeah it was probably that yeah it was yeah. probably the age and then they had to back date how long Ivan had been in jail mm-hmm. based on the current yeah, date of the so episode. Was... Okay, so like, yeah, there was no way that Sean could have even like bluffed that he was involved yes. in that. Every single time that I watch this episode, when they're in the psych office and they're going over the case, and well, and Gus is like, hey, we should order pizza. They look for the cordless phone. They cannot find the cordless phone. So they're like, oh, I guess we can't order pizza. You all have cell phones. That is true. This is the era of cell phones. You all have cell phones. That's excusable in a time there before is, cell phones. There's not excusable here. There was a time prior to like 2010 where like people wouldn't call before like seven or so because mm. it was like free after seven. So maybe that's it. But I can almost guarantee you that you're going to have cell service 
in Santa Barbara yeah. by the beach. They're going to make sure that that happens. Also, if they didn't need the phone to be lost for the plot contrivance of not only having something for Sean to throw, they could have done anything. Um, and mm-hmm. two, for the plot contrivance of Sean thinking it was a bomb underneath the elliptical. How did the phone Stupid. get in there? How get in the elliptical? How did that happen? Oh, I know. Because elliptical things move. And if you put it under, it'll get jammed under it. Oh, yeah. but then how would it have worked if it was jammed under it? It wasn't jammed shut. It's jammed inside of the little, like, there's a little, like, pocket in there. Because I know people have dropped chips in there before. Oh. And that's where roaches live. Um, anyway, I don't oh like ellipticals. Uh, but anyway, so I've Age of Cell never Phones, seen right? It. Yeah, Age of Cell They're phones. always leaving this phone lying around. Mm-hmm. They just call the psych office. They would find their phone immediately. Unless it was, like, completely uncharged. But if it were completely uncharged, it wouldn't have been blinking. I think it was blinking because the battery was dead. Is that a thing? Nope. It won't blink if the battery's dead. It'll blink if the battery's low because otherwise there's no power to make it blink. Yeah, that made no sense. And also it's like Juliet would have a phone fully charged at all times mm-hmm. because she's a cop. Mm-hmm. So that's always, always bothered me. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's, there's a lot of inconsistencies. There's parts of this episode that I like, like really bonkers <laughs> lines. Like, would you like to scoop out the last lesbian? I love that. I do love that. I love that. Um, I do love that. I clocked every one of those hairstyles. I was like, oh, look at all the lesbians they played in softball. Um, That tracks. Uh, And then immediately Sean was like, yeah, all the lesbians at Haircut Hut. And I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. Yeah, Yeah, correct. (laughs) We see you. Um, No straight girl has her hair like that. (laughs) I mean, maybe the interesting ones might. Maybe. She's going to get hit on a lot. I know. Uh, But anyway, so like, I do like stuff like that. But I think this is another case of Psych forgetting what show they're on. This is a constant friggin' issue with this show. Mm-hmm. Where, like, they'll forget that Sean's supposed to be psychic. They did a decent job in this one of him being like, I have psychic powers. Mm-hmm. Um, so they remembered that, at least. Because these two writers, apparently, Calhoun and Callahan. Yeah. Yeah, they have very I've, similar names. I they, like some of their episodes, I think. Okay, so, like, they did a decent job remembering the general contrivance of this show. Yes. What they did not remember, consistently, mm-hmm. is that their characters are cops. What they also didn't didn't remember is the previous episode. Also, goes in a confessional and he's like, "What's yeah. that called?" I'm like, buddy, this was right after the Catholic one. Buddy. I was interested to see that they brought up the confessional thing again, as if to remind you. Oh yeah, remember they're like sort of Catholic, but it's like, buddy. Yeah, you just did this. You literally just did a confessional, like badly, but you just did it, and you could always go back and harass that guy again. Mm-hmm. You seem to like harassing people, so like. Yeah, no. So these writers, in this case, have remembered that the plot point is that Sean is supposed to be pretending to be psychic. Yeah. What they have forgotten is that he's doing that to fool the cops. Mm-hmm. So they've forgotten the cop part. Yeah. They're just like, he's doing it to fool these friends he makes at the office. And we'll use the cop thing as a thing for, like, targeting them. But we're not going to remember how cops are trained or behave or how they pick the places that they live or who's going to know this thing or, like, anything. Anything about cops at all. Yeah, it's um, bizarre. If you have a cop softball team. <laughs> cop ball. Cop ball. Um, after the game, you're all going to, like, it seemed like everybody was at that bar. Who's at the office? I get this feeling that was we only Vic? ever see, like, one shift. 
Like, okay, Psych okay, only interacts okay. with one shift, and okay. there's like a night shift of cops. Of that would All be right. an interesting B list show of okay, so I don't... the night shifts of the cops at Santa Barbara PD. Who are like, why do the day cops keep calling in the psychic? Can we call in the psychic? There's no calling in the psychic. But the psychic would help with this one. No. If we call in the psychic, then those guys from day shift are going to get involved. We don't want that. And like a rivalry type thing. Anyway, that yeah. would be interesting. I would enjoy that. Oh my goodness. It, uh, I And yet also, we see them sometimes in the middle of the night. And Laster and Jules are still there. It's almost like it's a TV show and they keep forgetting that people have regular work hours I, or something. Also... Like, Lasseter wore his baseball uniform for the entire episode. All, yeah, I guess over the, the course of like multiple days. I think he was sleeping at the station. Actually, I I think that's what it was happening, and he didn't have like another suit in there. You know, he was just already wearing that when they all went in to be like. There okay, was a so you're telling me, Lasseter, who had two guns on him to play softball, does not have an extra change of clothes in his office Correct. i don't think so he has extra guns in his <laughs> so also what office he has a desk in the bullpen he doesn't have an office he okay. has a desk okay whatever 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 <laughs> anyway okay it's just like really yeah no really? there's a lot of those moments in this where you're like really really you're expecting me to suspend my disbelief that much really try harder <laughs> so i'm gonna go on to like trivia just to take a break from the maddening aspects of this episode. Uh-huh. Sean describes a famous past case of the yips suffered by Yankee second baseman Chuck Noblock, who suddenly began consistently overthrowing first base, one of which sailed into the stands and hit sports commentator Keith Olbermann's mother in the face. That story, which sounds like a classic Sean Spencer exaggeration, is 100% true. Okay. Yes. Baseball trivia never fails to make me incredibly bored. When Sean calls, okay, this is this is a goof. When Sean calls for a toast to respect the other team, Carlton is actually toasting a salt shaker. Nice. Amazing. <laughs> okay, while we're staging the crime scene, Sean tells Gus the shooter held his position for exactly twenty six seconds because that's how long it takes him to sing "Happy Birthday." It actually did take them twenty six seconds exactly. That's happy birthday because you can edit it. I know in post, even though people were holding notes and stuff. Oh, okay. And then something about this was the alternate theme song that starts with the verse rather than the chorus. Fun fact. That's because the episode ran short enough. Also, I pressed the skip button, so I didn't notice. Mm. (laughs) Sean's jersey number is number forty-four, the same number as on the first football jersey he wore the previous season's episode, any given Friday night at ten p.m., nine p.m. Central. Okay. Yes. The Numbers the characters wear for softball are as follows. Sean, 44. Gus, 41. Juliet, 17. Lassiter, 13. Aw, Lassie the Swifty. And then... What year is this? <laughs> 2009? Lassie could be a Swifty. Why else would he have 13 on the back of his jersey? Because he's unlucky in love and life. Okay, fine. Whatever. Whatever. It's a metaphor, not a Taylor Swift reference. I'm making a joke. And Juliet is 17, young and sweet. I'm making the a dancing joke. queen. I know, and I'm telling you what they're going for. Juliet's an ABBA reference. Yes. Lassiter is a joke about how unlucky he is, mm-hmm. and McNabb is 14 for some reason uh, because he's slightly better than Lassiter, but not by much. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure Sean and Gus's is probably that they already had the 44 at the previous episode. Decided we should make that Sean's thing. Yeah, and then they were like. 
And Gus would probably try to get the closest number to his mm-hmm. that they let him get. Yeah. So that is my guess is there. All right. Well, Lassie is a Swifty. It's confirmed. <sighs> look, look. Apparently Grace will die on that hill. <laughs> I will. <laughs> <laughs> the goofs are exactly the ones that I was thinking of. Oh, my goodness. Oh, great. Beautiful. What are the goose? On the water bottle, it says that Sean has to keep his heart rate above 150, but when you get a view of the, of the elliptical, the, the heartbeat is 119. Yes, exactly. You could see the elliptical? Yeah. It was so small on my phone screen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when Jules goes to check on McNabb and cannot reach him on the mailbox speaker, she goes to the gate. She checks the gate to find it is locked and starts to climb over. Before she gets over it, McNabb comes to the fence and Jules opens the gate that is apparently not locked. Amazing. Beautiful. Oh. What a what a way to do that. You had to unlock it during production in order to do that. Now, so you saw yourself do that, which means they did it on purpose or they just a, let it happen? Typically with like apartments, you have to like buzz in then they like let they like press a button and it like unlocks yeah, the it's gate. Yeah, like a magnetic lock. Yeah, so that could have happened, but he just appeared out of nowhere. Yeah. I don't know. And then Sean, Gus, and Juliet took time trying to find the office phones. They could order pizza for for delivery, and when they couldn't find it, they resigned to having Doritos for dinner instead, when there's no reason they couldn't have simply used one of their cell phones to order the pizza. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, exactly. Alternatively, walk down the street. Because they live in a walkable area. I know. They could have just gone and gotten something other than Doritos. But of course they had to do the product placement. Did you notice how they named it by name, showed the bag, and then complimented it? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't subtle. They also canonically have an office fridge and like a little mini kitchen. Yeah, they do. So they could have like had frozen meals in there. But no, it's Doritos product placement for us today. Yum, yum. Product placement. Also... Doritos just an, like I mean it's an open bag and it's like cl- and it's like closed off but we're it's... very different people I've eaten a whole bag of Doritos for a meal before no 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 that's that's not my problem I'm just saying if you have your office kitchen mm-hmm. with your like cabin stuff and then like over out of the office kitchen you have a you have a random bag of Doritos oh no okay so I have three siblings yes mm-hmm. when you have a sibling and you want to keep them away from your Doritos you put it up high, somewhere they would not expect to see Doritos. True. Which is where they put those Doritos, which means either Sean or Gus put them up there like, a, these are my Doritos, eat your own freaking Doritos. Yeah. And thus, the magnanimous, we should have Doritos for dinner, was uh, interesting because none of them were like, those are my Doritos. Which means yeah. they were all on the same page that we're having Doritos for dinner. Yeah, it was just weird to me. It was just like... Yeah, no, it, uh, it was very much a like a sibling move is what I saw that Okay, as. okay, it was just... They're totally siblings. They're either siblings. Except for or... how they're in love. <laughs> okay. I'm going to keep saying words until you make that face again. Oh my it's God. great. All right. Yeah. I'm a Sean Gus shipper to the end, but also oh, sometimes obviously. they act like they were raised so together that yeah, you're just kind of like, well, Jesus crazes, y'all. Because they spend most of their time together because, like, Sean literally wasn't being parented at all. I feel like Henry oscillated wildly between not being there because he was overworking himself and being there too much mm. and like helicopter cop parenting him into trying to make him a mini Henry. Yeah. And it wasn't working, obviously. Yeah. Parenting skills. Questionable. And then based on the flashbacks, Maddie was never around. (laughs) 
We've never seen her in a flashback. We heard her voice once. They'll mention her. They mentioned her. And she left when Sean was in, like, high school, but we never see her on the nope. flashbacks. No. Nope. We don't even, like, mention her. She doesn't exist. She was essentially already gone his entire childhood. She just made it physically true later. <laughs> like Okay. I mean. Like, emotionally, not there. She was, like, supposedly working at the station as, like, the psychologist or something. Yeah. But considering that's, like, a consulting thing, we've already seen that. There's no reason for her to be there constantly, right? Like, that should have been a, we call you yeah, in, you do this at certain so, times like, of would, the day. Because you're have... not going to have inexplicable trauma that needs immediate resolution. What you're going to do is you're going to set hours and you're going to say, we're yeah. going to talk about this with these people during these hours, right? Unless someone needs a psyche valve, yeah, in which so, case you schedule that. So would she have just been inside cleaning the house? Maybe? I feel like that, no. With the amount of times that Henry has told Sean to clean things? Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's bizarre. Anyway, it's... it doesn't make any sense consistently. No. This show is very weird. Yeah. So um, that's all I have for trivia and goofs. There really isn't that much to say with this episode. So fair. we can just go into thoughts. Yeah. Not that we haven't already given a lot of thoughts. <laughs> yeah. But maybe we can go like through the episode just, men just mentally. I don't know. Um, I, okay. No. So I told you this in the car on the way over here. <laughs> Uh, I woke up at four this morning in order to watch this episode before work, mm -hmm. which means the first thing I did upon literally blinking my eyes open and turning off my alarm was open my Amazon app and start watching this episode, which means the first 15 minutes of this, I was not really processing very much. Okay. Okay. So if you're asking me to go through this episode, what I'm feeling is darkness. I want to go back to sleep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, like, and it goes on like that until like halfway through, I had to think back because I was trying to connect old plot points to it. And I was trying to remember what the flashback at the beginning was. Mm -hmm. So like I did rewind it at one point to see the little, like if you scrub it so you can see the stills. When mm -hmm. I see the stills, I can remember what was happening in that scene. Mm -hmm. So like I remember, but also I don't remember. Mm -hmm. um, it was weird. It was I, weird. It was strange. I thought that it was... Because in, in the beginning, you see the guy, and he has his, like, hood and stuff, but he looks like the kid's dad. Yeah. Just just in a hoodie. Yeah. And and they're like, oh, it it could be What this if it's Ivan? No, Ivan has a completely different build. What are you talking yes! about? Yes! That's exactly. not... People wearing a hoodie doesn't immediately make them unrecognizable unless you have, like, body blindness in addition to your facial blindness. And it's like... Like, if you got propagnasia, sure. But a whole bar full of cops and hairdressers who have propagnasia... Probably not but happening. Like, and then okay, also their body Sean, Sean saw the guy. Lassie shot at the guy. Sean canonically cannot forget things. No. So it was it was very weird. There's no reason why the plot points in this episode should have done what they did. It it was very, very strange. And there are parts of this episode that are really, really funny. And there's parts that have been made in, into gift sets and like memes and stuff. Like them yeah. crab walking across the street. I mean, not technically crab walking, but just like, well, walking like crabs, but not crab walking. Yeah, being weird. Yeah, being being weird. Just trying goofing to, in the street. Trying to get on the um on the news station camera because they've obviously gotten over the whole trauma of being shot at in a bar. Because you know that just takes yeah, like because 20 like minutes to what, get over. Ten minutes earlier in the episode, they were like sneaking around and freaked out over a sprinkler or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, I there's parts of this episode that I like. I like. Tell me what they are, <laughs> because 
Okay, here's my issue with this episode, other than yes. the ones I've already listened. Mm-hmm. This episode is such blatant copaganda. Oh my god, yes. Like, Jesus Christ. For all that these episodes are cop show episodes. Yes. This, this one... one is like, our heroes are never wrong. Lassie? Mm, Lassie. Lassie. I have, Lassie. I have some see, issues. Lassie. He... Lassie. Okay, every time in this episode he discharges his weapon. Yes. At a civilian who does not have a weapon drawn on him. Yes. There's Without no... yelling, put your hands up or drop your weapon. He just starts shooting. He just starts shooting. In a bar full of civilians he started shooting and he did not call out ahead no of time one says anything to him at, nobody at gets all. onto him Vic doesn't get onto him which is weird because usually she would yeah usually she has pretty before. like yeah this has happened before they didn't write that in they did not and so like the way it's framed is poor lassie he's a victim he can lash out that it, is the way this was, entire was, thing is framed. It, it it's like bizarre. our hero lassie who put away this scary drug lord who killed a teenager oh no boohoo moral panic um, our, our hero Lassie, who gets to shoot whatever he wants to shoot as long as he thinks he's right and no one will stop him. I'm like, bruh, don't do that. That was, that drove me insane. Yeah, no, I'm like barely awake and I'm like, he didn't call out or anything. No, he didn't. In no way to like, you know, warrant all of the servers who are wandering around, any of the guests who had gotten up to go to the bathroom, any of that. Nobody was warned that he was about to fire his weapon in a crowded bar. It was bizarre because... Sean goes to Lassie, which is a good person to go to. Oh, that was, I clocked that too. He goes to Lassie. Lassiter immediately believes him. That never happens. Where Sean's like, that guy has a gun. And Lassie's just like, I'm going to shoot him. There is not yes. like a Spencer, what are you talking See, about? There was like, I completely understand. Like when you hear, when you, yeah, hear you, you gun, go, but... I will look, but you don't go, I will shoot. I know. It was bizarre. It was, yeah. This, so this is real propaganda, and it's kind of insidious because it's not like being was, like our hero cops out loud. It was driving me insane. It's just not questioning any of their actions as they do the terrible, terrible actions. I have a huge problem with the whole drug lord of it all. Yes. I thought that was the dumbest thing that I've ever heard because it's like, oh, it's the worst kind of drug lord. He targets high school kids. They all do. They Yeah, first of Drugs, all, they all do. Second of all what meth weed tobacco companies target high school kids it's high school kids sell drugs to other high school kids yeah most of the time here's the deal with here's the deal with how drugs in high schools work and like this is not necessarily the voice of experience so much as somebody who went to a public high school and knew about things (laughs) as you know like Okay, so drugs from the, the, the drug they're lord. Getting, they're not getting drugs from scary You Russians. can't get your scary adults into a high school. That's not how that works. No. What happens is the scary adults know probably the gross older brother of one of the high schoolers. Yes. They sell it to the gross older brother. The gross older brother sells it to their younger brother at a markup. Yeah. Their younger brother decides to go deal at the high school. And they're they never have- going to get enough at the high school. A, to pin it on the drug lord at the high school, or B, to OD a football player Mm -hmm. whose metabolism should be higher than that. Um, So what must have happened, because when you're like, he targets high schoolers, that high schooler had to seek him out. That high schooler was not in the right. He was not an innocent victim in that, because that Russian drug lord is not getting into a high school with a bunch of meth and Exactly, exactly. Like, um, Like, do you think they have it at the school store? What are you talking about? When I was in high school. I was there. (laughs) At least part of it. Um, this was I want to say this was sophomore year, so I think you were you're still there. Yeah, but um, there was a kid that some of my classmates went to middle school with, and he had 
overdosed on fake weed that he had bought oh, from okay, yeah. he, he had bought from the gas station. Yeah, when I was in my sophomore year, mm-hmm. a kid I went to church with OD'd in a boat in Lake yeah. You may bleep out that name. Yes. Uh, so he OD'd in the boat mm-hmm. and uh, they, they found his floating corpse in the morning. Yeah. But the thing about where we live mm-hmm. is that people go around the high school drug dealers all the time mm-hmm. because people know where to get the harder drugs. I know. Because it's not the high it. schoolers selling to each other in amounts that will make them OD necessarily. No. I've, I always have problems with this because, like, I grew up. Like, every, like, I knew about all this stuff because of D.A.R.E. Like, they told us about yeah. every single drug. They... D.A.R.E. is amazing for telling you how to get drugs. Exactly. Quite frankly. It's ridiculous. And I was, like, a pretty straight-laced kid in Same. high school. I didn't drink. I didn't smoke. I didn't do any sort of drugs. But I just hung out, hung out with the art kids, which is I almost knew... like doing drugs. Yeah. Because they're all just so freaking weird. And I say that as an art like, major. I knew, like, I knew multiple dealers mm-hmm. i knew like where the deals were happening like i knew most yeah. of, like i still know everybody where... knew who the dealers in each oh, yeah. grade were because yeah. it was like well if that guy's out of weed somebody loudly said go see that guy like yeah, yeah. you hear it in the cafeteria because it's a public school yeah. anyway we're gonna get ourselves in trouble oh <laughs> uh, between the bombs and drugs in this episode <laughs> i think we're going on a list yeah. now that i'm almost 30 i don't know where to find drugs anymore and i'm fine with that <laughs> I mean, I could probably find out. I could find some if I tried, but I, I don't want to. I don't Back want then, to. I just kind of knew. Honestly, I don't want to. But, but there's, yeah, okay, no, so... there's no scary guy hanging out by the high mm-hmm. school selling you drugs. It's such a like 80s stranger danger way to frame it. <sighs> I know. And not only that, it's and very, I've said it, I've, I think I've already said it in this episode. Probably. Your high schooler is not innocent. No. If your high schooler is buying drugs... Are you kidding? They are not innocent in that transaction. Nobody is forcing them to buy drugs. Yes, an addiction is a disease. Yes. But if they bought drugs to begin with to get themselves addicted. Yes. Then they are not innocent in this transaction. And yes, they should be helped and not criminalized. But they are not your precious baby angel who needs to be avenged. Yes. Especially when the justice system has already handled it. Yes. Because as corrupt and as our justice system may be in this country mm-hmm. and in television, yeah. uh, like, if it's already been handled and someone has gotten out on parole or whatever, mm-hmm. then it's been handled. It like, you don't go on a weird vengeance kick, dad. Because like, I completely understand being so overcome with, like, grief that you have to do something. So- something. And but it- targeting cops about it is a good way to die by cop. Yeah. I think that was, I think that's what he wanted. It was to do. probably just dead because yeah. he um well there was a huge problem with like PTSD and like yeah. former yeah yeah so I mean so, there's a lot going on underneath the surface in this mm-hmm. but they didn't remember they enough didn't about their characters to make it compelling it's and it's it was it, I so it would have been okay a yeah. more compelling episode mm-hmm. is this former drug dealer of Lassiter's gets out of jail mm-hmm. after, you know, a weirdly small amount of time because they only got him on weapons charges. Yes. But he knows that Lassiter is vindictive and might be coming after him to try to get him on other charges in the future. Yes. Because you can't double jeopardy, but you can do other charges. Mm-hmm. So he goes out of his way to try to clean up his act. Yeah. And so this former drug dealer has decided I am out on parole. I'm going to clean up my empire. I still have savings. So like I can retire. This is fine. Mm-hmm. But then the dad comes after this guy who is genuinely trying to change. Yeah. And the dad, who is blinded by vengeance, 
goes after this guy and you get to see like a confrontation between this and you get Mm -hmm. to see the PTSD in the dad and acknowledge that people can change and that Mm -hmm. justice has been served and that people are allowed to get out of jail and become better. Yeah. And then whether or not both of them die um, is up to the writers. But what needs to happen Mm -hmm. is that this episode that you thought was going to be about Lassiter, you know, either catching this bad guy that he didn't get to catch before with the crime he knew he was committing. Lassiter, that's not evidence. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you thought it was about that and Lassiter like tries to get Sean in on it to help him be like, Mm -hmm. he's out. I need to find evidence of this drug thing so he can go back in. And Sean's like, I mean, I guess, are you going to pay me? (laughs) And so they get all into that. Yeah. And Sean's like half-heartedly in it the whole time. And then when they get to the climax of it, you think that you're in this to see him get arrested. Mm -hmm. What you see is this confrontation of a dude who is like panicked and you've interviewed him earlier because he's like, Lassiter, get this guy. Get this guy. And Lassiter's the one who tips him off that he's out of jail or something. Yeah. So like, I I need this to be more about the emotional ramifications of our failing mental health system, Mm -hmm. our poor services for veterans yes and how we treat people when they come out of jail Mm -hmm. i need it to be about that yeah because that's what they set up Mm -hmm. but instead we got copaganda i also need people to stop having scary foreign guy yes okay wait okay i need how many evil russians do we need in our media okay so first of all how many evil russians do we need but second of all this is not the first russian gangster we've had or even just russian so the football episode had a Russian, yeah? I think so. Yeah. Was that by the same writer? Because we no. have the 44 jersey and all that? No, no. Okay, no, so it's not the same writer. So. That one was named Ivan too, right? Was it Ivan or Igor? I don't think it was either. I, think I, was... I was like, okay, how many Russian names do they know? Because I think it's three. It's, I don't, I, the whole, I just, if most of the time, villains bad people they don't look like evil bad people that's not a real thing that they're going very like i i okay this episode feels like it was written by somebody who has not studied how media is written since Mm -hmm. the 80s yes so it's got stranger danger it's got the ooh scary evil russian Mm -hmm. it's got yay cops it's mm-hmm, got, mm-hmm. you know, it's got all of these things. And then it's got <sighs> these like little kooky buddy moments where you're like, haha, isn't it cute? Sean and Gus are buddies. Yes. Because that's hitting all of the like 1980s TV show or movie mm-hmm, that has mm-hmm. to do with a very yeah. hard and clear moral and cops involved. Yeah. So it's hitting that, but it's not doing it well. And it's not doing it interesting. No. Like it's not doing it in a way that makes me like, oh, they've taken that genre and subverted it or they've redone it in a way that is compelling. I need them to put more thought into their crap. And I say that every episode. But this one feels not personal. It feels rude. So like I won't take it personally necessarily, but it feels really rude in a couple different ways. Yeah. It's like in not putting in their research or thinking through the ramifications of what they were creating what they've done is like just shoved a whole bunch of different things under the bus. Yeah. I also don't think that it's responsible to have so many jump scares in an episode. It's like trauma after trauma. It's like you would not be coming back to work. You would not like, if you had just like, these people need therapy. They don't need to like laugh about, Oh, well, maybe that's the issue is that every character in this show is 
alternatively, depending on who's writing, mm-hmm. set up to be a jokey joke or yeah. experiencing trauma and seeing the consequence of it. But then you are interspersing these jokey joke episodes with the trauma. And, and they, sometimes you get an episode where it's both. And, and you're not have like, a guy come in to like talk to people and it's uh, basically painted as like a joke. Like, oh, yeah, she's like, none of you want to talk to him. Ha Bye. And it's like, Vic, what are you doing? And it's so she's proven in the past the way that she's written yes. in the past. She's been actually pretty caring about her employees and been like, hey, take care of your mental health. And also, you're not allowed to come in after all this trauma. And it's so obvious that this was written in, like, 2009, Yeah. Because nowadays, (laughs) nowadays, we have so much gun violence. Like, every single day, someone's getting shot. I will say, one of the things I appreciated was Henry being like, why didn't you call me? Oh my Gus goodness. called his parents. Exactly. Because that was a realistic, like... That was. Henry is mad, and honestly, he should be. He should be. So, like, that, I was like, oh, that is how a parent would react if they found out yes. that their son and his co-workers yes. were involved in something that had gunfire, even though because your cop that would be, with, or your that kid would be on cops. the news in seconds. Are you oh, kidding yeah. me? Absolutely. Small town like Santa Barbara? I say Somebody, small. 50-something thousand people. shoots up a cop bar are you kidding me yeah no like anyway i just i have so many i have so many thoughts there are goofy moments in this episode that i like but they're jarring like they don't go with the rest of the episode true it's like they would be really good as clips in commercials they're good as gift sets yes sean and gus going across the street trying to mess around with lassie Mm -hmm. hilarious in context, Sean, weird. Yes, in context, weird. Sean being really pissed that some lesbian stole his food. Hilarious. Does he have to call her dumpy? No, he does not. He, he did not. Yeah, that was misogynistic and uncalled for. Mm-hmm. Especially because he's the one eating pizza cheese chili fries, dumpy boy. I'm like, <sighs> uh, yes. That's that's more of a you are a human dumpster, yes. Sean. Because like, I, gross. I have no problem with how he talked about the obvious lesbians and their yeah, lesbian no, haircuts. Every, every lesbian yes. who watches it's it. It's not offensive. Me. It's not uh, offensive. Clock yeah. them immediately. Yes. Like, it's not offensive. Duh. It's funny. And scooping out mashed potatoes for, to, to represent the lesbians. Hilarious. That is hilarious to me. But it's just also, you just, you need to be more responsible with how you talk about drugs and kids and mental health yes and mental health and so if you if you are on a platform like this Mm -hmm. you have a responsibility to your viewers to not necessarily take it like solemnly and seriously it is still a comedy show but to treat it respectfully in a way that does not trivialize things that real people go through because i knew so many kids and high school that were like substance abusers because uh-huh. they didn't have a good home life or all this stuff like, or they were substance abusers because they got into it when they were in middle school and they didn't yes. know how to get out of it yes so there was no reason why no. they needed to villainize necessarily what they villainized although you know don't sell drugs yeah. don't do that there's no reason to do that thank also, you there's no way they would have known known that it was him how are they going to track it like yeah no. like and then there's also secondary like way they could have done it it could have been that the like maybe there is a rash of killings 
and they're tracking what these killings have in common. And that's something that's mentioned at the beginning and they just kind of brush it off. And it turns out that at the end, what it all comes together, Sean has a weird moment and he's like, oh, Mm -hmm. I remember these faces on the billboard was uh, that all of them were at some point dealers for Ivan. And that the dad is going and killing everyone that connected make, with that. That would make way more sense. It would. And then you have more of this reason to be like, holy crud, this dad is on a war path. It's not necessarily he's going after the cops and the guy they put away. Is, Why would you shoot the cop for not putting away what you thought was long enough? That's a judge thing. Why aren't you going after the judge? Yeah, why aren't you? Like, that... What? It makes <laughs> I, no sense. I'm not anyway, going to finish that sentence. The so cops don't make the ruling. The cops don't make the ruling on that one. Why are you going after the cops? And it's anyway. like, and you got him on a weapons charge. Like, well, he got him on something. Yeah. So, like, at the very least, it should be one of those moments where, you know, he's about to shoot the drug dealer and Lasseter's like, please stop. You can still turn back from this path of vengeance. And that's me saying this. Mm-hmm. Lasseter. And then we get a little sensible chuckle out of that because it's Lasseter and he's self-aware. Um, <sighs> but then, like, like the the dad would be like... Lassiter, the reason I'm not shooting you is because you at least tried, you know, mm-hmm. like to acknowledge that the cops have just, no control it just over seemed the way, sentencing. It just seemed they way, just are corrupt before them. It seemed way them. too broad because it's like... It was written by somebody who doesn't really like to think through It was written things. by somebody who wants to write some sort of like slasher movie where like everybody's being killed and they don't yes. have any, any idea why. And there are better ways to do that even within this plot line. Mm-hmm. As just, outlined I, previously by me. <laughs> I did not like it because that is not how drugs work, my dude. <laughs> that is not how drugs work. Yeah, no, I mean, you can still overdose, totally. Oh, yeah. No, like, meth and all that stuff, that's bad. Yeah, don't do meth. That's, don't, don't do, do meth. <laughs> if there's anything you get from this, don't do meth. Don't do meth. Don't do PCP. No. Um, I- I'm not going to say anything Check. about weed because there's, like, 18 states where it's legal. Uh... This is not one of them, but, like, I can't tell you don't because I don't know where you're listening from. Yeah. I'm not your mom, so. Um, <laughs> but, you know, don't do meth. That's gross. That's gross. Uh, you'll turn into one of those people don't who's, like, Don't do drugs in itching. general, yeah. honestly. Yeah, just, honestly, yeah, yeah. just anyway. don't, jo- yeah, no. But don't villainize the people who do them because either they have their reasons yeah. and they're not necessarily good reasons, but sometimes they're not reasons they can do anything about Yeah. in the moment. Uh, but also, it drives me, we're all a part of a bigger system, and empathy up, is real. It drives me up the wall when people talk about drugs, but they don't talk about drugs with cigarettes or alcohol. It's yes. all the same. Yeah, it's all the same. I mean, that's why prohibition was a thing. It was because people were like, More "It's time less. to equate them," and everyone else was like, "No, no we love not. that drug. We love that drug. <laughs> that, is, that is my special." Mommy drug. Yeah, that's mommy special drug. Um, I gotta go to that. Not thinking about that cough syrup that has heroin in it. I gotta <laughs> go to that. Um, I gotta go to my kid's soccer game and have wine in my tumbler for some reason. Oof. Like that's a that's a thing. It is a thing, oh and it is upsetting. Anyways, because they drive children to and from those. Anyway, exactly. I think we've gone on a lot of rants. We have. I I feel like it's been a lot of very specific rants. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I feel like the we should just do five. There's a lot of nuance here. Anyway, all right. You said you had audience participation. Is it only through Facebook or? It is through Facebook and um, Instagram. Okay, but um, before we do that, let's plug our Facebook and Instagram. So if you want to be a part of audience participation, uh, come interact with us. We put up photos, we put up polls, we promo the episodes. Sometimes we put up clips of the episodes. Sometimes we just 
I, I think one of them we asked if you think Sheriff Sean is hot. Is that what the vision? Yes, okay. Yes. Uh, so if you want to be a part of the madness on our socials. All right, let's see. On Twitter, we are Delicious Flavor, but the first L is a capital I. On Facebook, we are Delicious Flavor Pod. On Instagram, we are Delicious Flavor Podcast. On TikTok, we are Delicious Flavor Podcast. On Redbubble, we are DF Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, did I forget any? Oh, if you want to participate via Anchor. Anchor is a podcasting platform that we use. And if you listen to our episode, you probably heard our ad for it because it's the only ad we have right now. Yes. Um, <laughs> I think we've had that ad for like a year now. <laughs> like a year. And they haven't given us a new ad to read. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, once we get a new ad, we will shuffle it through and you will yes. be less bored of that. Yes. Um, but anyway, if you want to participate via Anchor, we have our voice messages on. You can mm-hmm. be a part of this by sending us a voice memo. Treat it like a phone call. Mm-hmm. Just... Uh, Tell us your favorite episode and why, or tell us how we're wrong, or tell us how you agree with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like this episode in particular that we are recording right now might get some polarizing opinions. Yes. So if you want to be a part of this in the next episode when we look at audience participation, well, it'll be a couple episodes down because this is not coming out for a bit, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, uh, we're recording well in advance. But mm-hmm. um, if you want to be a part of that, send us a voice memo or send us a comment on Facebook or send us an Instagram comment or whatever. Uh, or what is it? We, we put up these photos. Please just make your own caption. It is ridiculous. Every time. <laughs> anyway, it's our audience participation. All right. So you, you asked me to have a poll. Yes, because I don't think Sheriff Sean is hot. Uh, and I will say this again on air. I don't think he's hot. I think people just have an authority kink. I think they don't see him as an authority figure. But mm-hmm. just like when people mm-hmm. dress up as sexy cops. I think they see him dressed up as a sheriff and they're like, mm, this does something for me. I hate that so much. Uh-huh. All right. So <laughs> we have hot. <laughs> we have six fire emojis and a cowboy hat. We have absolutely hot with a gift of Gus from a season you haven't seen. We have a gift from New Girl where Jess is saying, whoa, cute guy alert. We have for sure with a fire gift we have smoking we have a gift that says hell yes with fire behind this uh-huh. definitely hot in this episode three exclamation points and you know that's right we have another fire gift we have one of my favorites with four fire emojis someone said it's stinky feet not what i was asking but Amazing. thank you thank you trenton somebody says kind of hot but i prefer blacksmith gus heck yeah you do nice <laughs> We have hot with a green heart and a okay. pineapple. What? Okay, no, you, you keep reading them and then I'm taking the phone real fast. No. And then we have, oh, he's hot with H-A-W-T. Great. And then we have hot. And then we have super hot. Okay, so when you count that, the stinky feet was the only guy that I saw on that, the guy name. Yes. So what I'm seeing is that straight women like Sheriff Sean. Everyone yes. else has decided to yes. not comment. Yes. And then now I'm going to I'm going to go to Instagram because Instagram. Oh boy. <laughs> Instagram also had some opinions. Uh, we had two comments. Mm. We had we had absolutely hot no question then we have definitely hot and they tagged James Roday in it. No. <laughs> no. They tagged him? Yes. Does he check his tags? I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> No, why would you do that? Don't tag celebrities in your comments. No. Don't do that. That's rude. Those are real people. No. No. 
Oh no! Oh my god. Who, who was that? Uh, Fanny Garrods. Garrods. Fanny Garrods on Instagram. I'm calling you out. Don't drag celebrities, and then we dude. Have, and then, oh uh, yeah. And oh my the goodness. Other one is Carmen Fan Por Vita Four. But whenever I think of Carmen, I think of that. She was really weird. Okay. Well, anyway, so like we've uh, we've certainly gotten some responses. Honestly, that really tells me how many people see our stuff and then just choose not to comment on it. Yeah. Um. Let's see. It's I, funny to that me. That episode got. I mean, that post got. I think it got like about a thousand people saw it. And, and it we was, got you know fifteen or twenty comments yeah, yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah. 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 Percentage wise, that's pretty good, actually. Oh yeah. But like, also, yeah. So straight women into mm-hmm. it, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't get it, but y'all do you. I agree with the blacksmith Gus comment. He is significantly better looking than Sheriff Sean. And I say Dulé, that as someone not attracted to either of them. Dulé Hill looks really good in period clothing. He was really, True. really attractive in holes. Yes. I loved him in holes. He wears it well. He does. So. He does. Sheriff Sean. I kind of get it, but... You just like Sean. I, I do like Sean. I'm more of a fan of, like, early season one, season two Sean, where he has those, like, horrible... Um, horrible outfits. Horrible outfits with, like, terrible the... Terrible outfits. Stupid jeans and the shirt and, like... The layers the, of shirts. Layers of shirts. Ugh. Or let's talk about his, like, necklace. <laughs> In this episode? He keeps wearing those, like... Those, like... When is he wearing these necklaces? Every single episode. Show me a picture. I don't. don't. Because it's probable that I glanced at it and then I was just sort of letting it fade um, into the background noise of the universe. It's like those Pukashon. Do they have any pictures of this? No. No, they don't have pictures, but it's like those Pukashon surfer. It's like a surfer necklace. Yeah. Okay, so they're really playing up the this is in California thing. Yeah, he like wears them every episode. I I think it's supposed to be a joke or like a thing. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, so that's my audience participation. Amazing. Just basically. I want to say a middle-aged woman thirsting over Sean. Yeah. So what I'm hearing here is that if we want more people to participate, we should post more thirst traps. They went crazy for For the disco thing. Yeah. Okay, go. So we need to thirst trap people, huh? We do. Okay. So new plan. We're thirst trapping them for audience participation. Exactly. All right. So this is going to become drag the audience's taste in men (laughs) or possibly Juliet because there's no other women on this show other than Karen and she is never sexy in this. She's always authority. And she's never sexy authority. She's just authority. We respect Karen. We respect the Karen as long as she is taking care of our employees. In this episode, I'm not sure I respect her. Anyway, no comments. I got a lot going on in this episode, and so do you. We have a lot just happening in our thoughts on this episode. Dumpster fire. It is a dumpster fire of an episode, and not our version of it. Just the episode is bad. And okay, I didn't do the sheet. No. And I I should have said that earlier. Yeah. I didn't do the sheet. That is because I watched it at 4 a.m. in my bed on my phone. Mm -hmm. Um, and thus, no. And uh, I didn't take I will notes say, because I watched it during lunch. Hey, there you go. Uh, we are on top of our game. Mm-hmm. So if I were to score this episode, I'm thinking thinking back on it. Mm-hmm. It would probably get higher mid-tier mm-hmm. score. Mm-hmm. Because at this point, it feels like the writers know what makes a psych episode. Mm-hmm. So it's not good. It's just very psych. However... Some of the things they did on here 
are not very psych at all. So it's like they hit all the notes that make a psych episode, Mm -hmm. in quotes, Mm -hmm. uh, but they didn't understand what makes a good psych episode. Mm -hmm. That's my final thought. Okay. What's Um, yours? Mine is there's a whole bunch of instances that are funnier out of context for a very traumatic episode. Yeah. I... I don't think that this is one that you have to rewatch. Like I, I wouldn't. Typically, don't like saying to like skip certain episodes, but skip this one. I would say I'll say it with like I'm not a coward. With all of the that has been going on the past couple of years, you don't need to watch this one. You don't need to. You don't have. You don't to. need to. No. Like no. you, if you have watched all the ones up to this point, mm-hmm. which sure, yeah, um, including the bad ones, this one's skippable. There is nothing of value in this episode that cannot be summarized later by them just casually mentioning a couple words. Yeah, like, you can look up clips on YouTube, look at gift sets, like, that's Mm -hmm. basically it, you get the whole episode. Yeah. Um, so, that being said, I would give this six and a half birthday cakes for Buzz out of ten. Six and a half? Yeah. I was going with three. No. Ugh. All right, three letter bombs out of ten. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, well, I've been Zed. And I've been Grace. And this has been an episode about an episode that we did not particularly like. No. Huh. 